The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. This is the word of the Lord. This text is so special. And I, I know I say that every week, and I mean it every week, but this this is this is the mountaintop. This is this is climactic. And, and not not just for like like the doctrinal, the teaching content of it. What we might call like the the, the high Christology that, that Jesus is Lord. Of, of everything, heaven, earth, under the earth, he's Lord of everything, that this is, this is our God. This is special for another reason. Because here, arguably only here, do we get insight into the very thoughts of Jesus as he went through Holy Week. I mean, you, 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 might, you might compare this little lesson to, to Oprah sitting on a California hillside doing that interview. You know, the way that she does. She just pulls it out of people. And what were you thinking when you did that? It's like we get to go behind the scenes, and the NIV calls it his, his mindset in verse 5. But we might, we might call it his as one lawyer, I remember, said it, it was, it's his considered judgment, like it's, it's his thoughtfulness, his careful thought that drove him through the nails, through the crown of thorns, through even crucifixion on a cross. It's his considered and careful thought that carried him all the way through. We get to see just what that one big thought was. And that's special. And it's also life-changing. It's not, it's not like we're going to listen to this thought and then have water-cooler conversations and gossip about it. This is actually a thought that the Apostle Paul says that we too want to think. It's what he says, right? In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset, the same driving thought about the way that you live life as Christ Jesus. And we get that thought. We get that thought if you if you just move a little bit into verse 6, we get the thought because what Jesus what Paul says is this that who being in very nature God did not consider. So there it is. That's a thought word. That was, that was what was running through his mind. Like, this is, this is what he thought. He thought to himself, I'm God. I deserve to be in fellowship with the Holy Trinity. I have everything, and I can use that to my own advantage. I can be comfortable. I can sit in heaven and do nothing about it, but I won't. I will do what it takes. This is his thought. To save them. 
I will set aside my interests and my advantage for them. So I want you to hear this well. Jesus won constant driving Palm Sunday Holy Week thought was you and me and our needs and our interests. And it drove him like like his thought process. We talk about how thoughts impact behavior. It drove him. Like, like look at what Paul says. He, he took on, he, he made himself nothing. He emptied himself out. He said to himself, I know that I can end this at any moment because I have the same power of, of God because I am God. But he set it all aside. And he thought as the nails went into his hands, he thought as the the nails pierced his brow, as his life ebbed away, I will set aside everything meaningful to me and my comfort and my interests, and I will do it for them because I love them so. That was his thought. You and me. And it changed everything for him and for us. Is that also your thought? He wants you to think about that. He wants you to think, do, do you go through life like, like Jesus did? And is it your one driving, constant thought that I want to set aside everything that matters to me, my comfort, my ambitions, and just lay it down for them? Because that's what Jesus did. I want to make three observations, three simple observations. Two, I want to to push you along. I I want these observations to to spur you along, to encourage you to live more like Jesus did. So here's the first one. And this is like this is like an observation that our kids could make. Paul said this. In your relationships with one another. Which means that you have to have relationships with one another. I remember, I remember in, 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 when I was a kid, my, my parents, would, they would go to church and we would worship God, right? And I'd always get in trouble. But then when church was over, they didn't go home. They would talk and talk and talk and talk and i'd i'd be pulling on their elbow and i'd be like mom when when we get to go home i want to go home but my mom would go up i don't know to to aunt aunt i'm just imagining things like aunt bernice and and she'd say how are you and then my dad would make his way over and say how'd the soccer game go and i'd be pulling on can we please go home but my parents they got it that they needed to have relationships with other Christians at their church. 
You know, I, I think people sometimes forget this, that, that church is about us and God. It is about what Jesus has done for us in that personal relationship with him. But it's more than that. We can't have a hit-and-run Christianity. We're like, you come in 30 seconds before church, and then 30 seconds after it's all over, you're out the door because you're thinking, I've got better things to do. Maybe it's, it's, it's a mindset change. That's what the NIV calls it, a mindset change. What do they need? And it will cost you something. It costs Jesus something. But that's what he wants. That's the first observation, that we need to have relationships with each other, like real relationships where we know each other's names and our hurts and, and, and our, our joys and everything in between. Here's the second observation. And this one always gets me, that the Apostle Paul wants us, and Jesus as well, he wants us to have a certain kind of relationship, not, not a, a, a selfish one, not a relationship that looks out for our own personal interests, but relationships where we look to the other's interests. You know what it says right before these verses? I'm going to read it for you. It always brings me up short. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Which means that we can't have people who, who come to church and talk only about themselves or somebody who's a know-it-all or, or somebody who, who thinks that their opinion is the only one that matters what Paul is saying is value others above yourselves and don't think too highly of yourselves. Don't do it. You're not as great as you think. But instead, value others more. Certain kinds of, of relationships for the benefit of others. Just like Jesus. And here's the third observation that I have for you. And I, I pray that this comforts you greatly. Jesus has lifted us up. Like, he took our place and suffered the wrath that we deserved. And we have become, by his blood and by faith, sons and daughters of the Father. Which means that you are now in a new and different and beautiful relationship with each other. You are brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus. Forgiven and redeemed and made new. And I pray that, that this Holy Week, you rejoice in that. Amen. 